to Completely Fucking Clueless. I am one of your co-hosts, Audrey Flowers. And I'm the other one, Sarah Alice Liddy. We're back. <laughs> Welcome to episode two. We didn't get kicked off the internet yet. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think it's so funny because my parents are like, did you have to use the F word in there? And I was like, okay, look, here's my thing. Sure. Will some places or some people be mad because we use the F word? Yeah. Be mad. For example, Apple Podcasts, who like star it all out. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, but you know what? It just gives it a punch, like completely clueless, completely fucking clueless. You, you know, my dad made a comment about it, too. And I was like, um, sir, pot calling the kettle black. I was like, I don't think you have the high ground here. You swear plenty, sir. I'm just like, people want to pretend like they don't say these words. I'm like, come on. I hear you say them. Love say, you both parents, but I hear you say yeah. them. I say the only time that I really try not to use them. Is a kind of around my grandmother, which mm-hmm. I fail at more. But my niece and my nephew, I really try not to swear in front of them. Yeah. I fail pretty often. You know what? You're doing your best. Yeah. Well, with that, we just want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in last week, who's followed us on Instagram or TikTok. You guys have no idea how much of this support like means to us. To hear people say that they are like genuinely enjoying this content that we're putting out, honestly, I think means the world to the both of us. Yeah. I'd like hearing people say that they like relate to the experiences we've had. Like just it, it really truly made me happy. I definitely had a few moments of tearing up, but I'm also kind of an emotional little bitch. That's um, so cute. Aww. But yeah, thank you all for your support and love. Yes. Thank you all so much. And with that, if you do not follow us on Instagram find us at completely fucking clueless you can find us there also on tiktok at completely and not you couldn't use the whole f word so it's just f c k i n g clueless um and don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening subscribe follow do all the things we would really really appreciate that support thank you friends thank you so much okay Y'all, we really need to get into this story because Audrey has been holding out on me. She will not tell me what happened last night. She went on a date or was supposed to go on a date and something happened. You know what? I don't know much about like the whole Tinder online dating scene. So you got to give me the scoop. What's up, girl? Okay. So it was on Hinge. Um, So we were supposed to get drinks last night at six. And I'd say like I've been on like two actual first dates in my entire life. The last one was last fall, and I didn't enjoy either of the two first dates I had, so then I just kind of gave up for a while. Um, so this was my first time I was like, you know what, March, uh, my friend Julia told me I need to stop being a little bitch, um, <laughs> truly. Uh, and I was like, you know, if anything, got to get content for the pod. So I was like, get that good, good content. Got to go on dates. Um, so I was like, actually ready. This was like the first date that I set up that I hadn't bailed on last minute in the last six months because oh, I've, I've done that to a lot of people sorry <laughs> to all of them um so I like get all dolled up I like do the whole thing of hating all my outfits and I head down there um it was we were going to a wine bar in the west village and so I get there super early Ooh, that's, a ni- that's a good first date place yeah I can't take credit for it <laughs> you picked uh, <laughs> and so I'm there and like I'd say I'm there because I like to get places very early I get very stressed about it in New York, that definitely doesn't work as well. But uh, I was there very early, and then I get a message that is very apologetic, but saying like, "Oh, like I can't leave the office. Like, have a big work project. Like, really sorry about it." And I was like, 
that's okay. Like, totally get it. So then I walk home. Um, and I'd say, still hasn't reached out about setting it back up. I'd replied to him. Oh. Um, and no reply back. So not really sure that we're going to be seeing more of him. Uh, but we talked so little. I literally, uh, to all of my friends who I've been telling about this date this week, I've been saying his name is Sean. Uh-oh. Because I have in my calendar, date with Sean. I went and looked at his profile on Hinge uh, <laughs> right before I was like going. It's fully Wyatt, a very different name. Oh my gosh, Wyatt, Sean, how did you? I do don't that? know. I truly have no idea. Um, but I felt like it was kind of karma uh, from me bailing on people so many times last minute, all fall. Uh, so. Maybe next time. You know what? You'll get them next time. But I do really appreciate his location choice of a wine bar. I appreciate it because it wasn't far from where I live in Chelsea. There you go. So I got a lovely walk home. And then I ended up getting drinks with two friends I hadn't seen since like August, which ended up being really fun. That's nice. I feel like that is something that I haven't really experienced in my life yet is the whole like first date thing because I've never really been like my relationships like in high school. You know, you don't really go on a first date. You're like let's go hang out at each other's house or let's go like make out in the movie theater <laughs> you know it's not like a serious where it's like let's grab a dinner and like actually get to know each other the only like actual first date besides these two random ones that went nowhere was the first date I went on with my ex or now ex but we dated for like almost a year um but we had been speaking on at started on the phone for hours every night and then mm. we switched to facetime mm-hmm. so like by the time we went on the date we'd already spoken right. for like 10 hours mm. so like it didn't really feel like a first date yeah yeah i don't know if i could go in blind like that like without really talking but you know what i guess you never know but here's the thing that small talk on the apps is a miserable uh-huh. but b it then kind of makes it so like if you actually do see them in person what do you talk about we've already talked about the weird bullshit things that you talk about when you're first getting to know someone um so i literally have in my bio being like hey small talks on these small talks small talk (laughs) on this app is terrible uh let's just go get coffee tea audrey says i know what i want so show up to that hinge prial pro show up to that hinge profile knowing what you want per so maybe next time folks maybe Maybe next time time. more updates to come on that i can feel it i can feel it I, I don't think we'll be hearing from Wyatt again based no. on the fact that Wyatt he's Sean. not replied. Wyatt Sean, if you're listening, yeah, sorry about it, bud. Also, sorry about your name. I fully would have called him Sean to his <laughs> face if I hadn't checked that and if he hadn't <laughs> bailed. Um, thriving. That is so good. Thriving. So speaking of fun things, oh. recently... Our girly pop right here had a birthday. Ayo. I am now 24 years of age. I cannot believe I've made it this far. No, I can't believe it. But I'm just like, turning 24 is so weird. Like, even last year when I turned 23, I just, I still feel so young. And I know that I am, but like, I'm increasing in age. Like, I'm near that 25. That 25 is really scaring me. Um, I agree. What is it about like 25 and feeling like you have to like know what you're doing and having it all sorted out? But it's like the quarter sort of continued point. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but we consider the lifespan about 100 years. And so that's a fourth of the way through. Oh, my God. Vomit. I literally. Yeah. <laughs> I still fully like I'll go whenever I'm doing something stupid. My parents pointed out. I'll be like, well, I'm a nope. I'm not a teenager anymore. And then I'll go. 
oh, I'm still in college. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not in college anymore. And then I'm like, well, I'm a young adult. I am a young adult. That is so true. <laughs> so I'm going to say that until I'm 25. Yeah. I, I'm still, I think, technically in my early 20s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you won't be 24 until September. Yeah. But yeah. then I'll be in my mid-20s and I'm not looking forward no, to No, it's just so weird. And, like, I... It was just a weird birthday. It snowed on my birthday. I did get myself, I bought myself a massage, which was so nice. And then um, I went to dinner with my parents. We went to Balthazar, which was super fun. It looked super yummy. Oh my gosh. If you are looking for a good French restaurant, I know this is like so basic of me, but it's just so good. They have this um like goat cheese, like um like almost like slu- souffle type of thing that you get as an appetizer and it's just so like light and fluffy and then i love the short ribs um and the whole vibe in there like even on a wednesday night it was totally popping my parents were super fun to be there with they both were like literally pimping out the podcast to anybody that would listen my dad was like this waitress her name was olivia bless her heart she was so nice Um, My dad was like, oh, yeah, take her information. And my dad was like, give her your Instagram. My dad's like, my daughter has a podcast and is like, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Uh and I know that's like what we have to do, like network and stuff. But a part of me was like, "Ah." it particularly feels funny because we have one episode out. I know. I know. It's like it's not like I can be like, yeah, I have this like podcast with all these like followers. It's just like, you know, but I guess that's like kind of what you have to do. But it was just so funny. And then uh, IBS update. I literally end up going home and throwing up my whole dinner. Like I am just guys. I'm going to the gastro next Friday. I'm assuming I'm going to have to get like some. What is it called? A colonoscopy and endoscopy. But that's the update for my 24th birthday ended with me vomiting up my dinner. What a way to start 24. I know. It really was. It really was. I mean, <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. All right. So something that we did last episode that people were really into was the surface level clueless moment and the deeper level clueless moment. If you have a better name for that, let us know. Because that's really just... It doesn't flow off the tongue. It really doesn't. But we're going to do it again because, you know, it's a good like life update sort of segment thing. So let's get into it. Yeah. So my service one, this technically didn't happen this week. But when I remembered it, I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I live in New York, which means I ride the subway quite a bit. And I use Apple Pay. And until I'm going to say two weeks ago, I didn't know you could just like immediately tap it. I had been like opening it up typing in my passcode like doing the whole thing double clicking and like doing that and like as I'd be like walking down the stairs I'd like be doing like yeah my face, face check to get it to work you don't need to do that you can mm. just tap it locked and it fully does it and I I've been here now eight months maybe and I felt pretty stupid when someone said that and I was like Wow, that's news to me. You know what's interesting is I have not taken the subway a lot post. I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but you know, post Since opening it up, yeah. Um, and before the pandemic started, you had to use like a metro card, like to get through. So the couple times that I have gone, I'm like, um, okay, now I can just like I don't even need to buy a metro card, which is so nice because pre that it was like this whole like fucking thing, and then you don't have money, and you're like, eh. also just finding your metro card it would always be somewhere weird you have to dig out your wallet your phone is always in your hand or at least mine i know (laughs) truly it really is 
All right, let me think. Oh my gosh, I should have like pre-thought of what I was going to say. But um, I think I'm going to go with this one that I thought of a couple weeks ago. So I've been doing some long drives a lot recently. And something that I will truly, truly never understand and really bothers me to my core is that when you are in, like when you're driving in the fast lane and there is a car that is going like 50 miles per hour and because they are so prideful and they think that they're so much better than everybody on the freaking road, they don't move over. And then you're stuck behind these people that are going slow. You know, I know that I'm a little bit of a fast driver, so I get it. Maybe I'm just like, you know, not being patient. But it literally bothers me so so much and I just don't understand I'm like move the fuck over who cares like you can just come back in once everybody's past you but I'll literally be driving and the traffic will be held up for so so long because this one freaking person can't get over themselves enough to move yeah yeah (laughs) I mean and that's on road rage maybe I need to find that in myself to come like to calm down I as a kid I would like get so stressed out of my parents getting like angry while driving and I'd be like calm down like it's not that big of a deal and like I it made me so like uncomfortable and everything I now absolutely do the same fucking thing I mean not that I drive at all anymore right me either I when I come and drive here uh, today it brought me like on the highway that's on the east side and I hate when it brings me that way because there is without a doubt always traffic and I just I I, like you said I hate the stop and start and and I'm just like nobody knows how to drive but me just kidding but you know (laughs) what I mean yes okay so now for our deeper one Mm. so I recently got my lease renewal contract yeah Um, Because my lease will be up in the end of June. Um, And I was, A, really stressed about getting it back because I was like, oh, God, how much is it going to go up? And it really didn't go up by a big amount. And so I had the option of either for one year or two years. Hmm. And so I already was pretty sure what I wanted to do. But um, I was talking to my mom about it. And I sort of, like, came to this realization of, like, trying to, like, explain to her why I felt so solid in that decision. I was like, I don't really know almost anything of what's happening in my life I really don't know where I want to go right now one of the very few things I know is that two years from now I still want to be in New York I have two goals right now Mm -hmm. I mean not this one isn't a goal technically still be here two years from now yeah my only other goal that I really have right now is by 26 I want to be able to get a dog and that's all (laughs) I know at this point what kind of dog do you want I don't know just just a little pupper I, like, feel so torn because, like, certain breeds of dogs do better in the city. But then also, mm-hmm. like, dog breeding is literally just incest. But, like, I also have a dog. Or, or my family, like, I grew up with a dog that was bred. And, like, but then, like, if you get a mutt, you don't really know, like, how large it's going to get. So, I don't know. But I do occasionally, uh, if I'm, like, a little wine tipsy, I will just go on dog adoption <laughs> sites and, like, oh. look at all the photos and just cry. My brother has uh, got a dog about a year ago and he adopted. Uh, his name is Sosa. He's so cute. He's really cute. He is. Ugh. Doggies. I know. So does this building let you have dogs there then? You can have dogs in this building. It's not written into my contract. Mm. Like, you have to like request it and pay extra yeah um but also two years from now i won't be 26 yet okay there you go i'll be 25 Ooh. (laughs) uh yeah yeah okay cool let me 
you know what, y'all? I'm very sorry. I am unprepared with my clueless moments. It's been a little bit of an emotional week for me. So I feel like I've been like all over the place. Audrey's looking at me like, what are you doing right now? Um, But I guess something that I've been uh, like clueless about for a while and, you know, like this is definitely something a topic I think we would both like to go into on a more in-depth level at some point but I've just been thinking about it a lot because I have been working out with a trainer for the last couple of months and I sure initially like kind of went into it because I wanted to just feel better about my body it's not even about like losing weight for me it's just about feeling like comfortable in my own skin and you know I've gotten to a point where I'm really starting to feel like comfortable in my own skin which is really great because for a while there it was just really hard over the pandemic I gained a lot of weight I gained a lot of weight with some mental health stuff so you know um but something I've been like so like confused by and I understand it goes like far deeper than what I'm about to like talk about is sizing for like women in general with clothing companies it is the most annoying and confusing experience ever because I feel like I'll take the you know like measuring tape and I'll try and measure out my body and then I never get any of the numbers that are on the sizing chart so then I kind of just like figure it out and I just don't like it yeah it's literally a clusterfuck it is and it's so and especially like being I'm like a size 16 so it's even like more confusing 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 like right now I'm wearing this dress from Abercrombie and I love this dress and a couple months ago it did fit me a little bit better but now it's like very big but it's an XL and like I'm normally like an XL and like still am an XL um and it's just so it's so weird to me that there isn't a better system in that like when you every different store you go to you're a different size in every store like for example one of my biggest pet feet oh my god I cannot speak right now sorry everyone one of my biggest pet peeves is um Aritzia I love Aritzia and they have this pant called the Molina pant and everyone's like obsessed with it they're these gorgeous leather pants and one day I was in there and the sales assistant was like oh my gosh you should try this pants on like let me get you a size 16 that shit couldn't even go over my butt And I'm like a pretty tried and true size 16. And I'm like, this is definitely like a size 12. So we need to like redo this here. Because now I'm in here and I'm like feeling like confused. And that's your problem, not mine. (laughs) It kind of feels like it's designed to make you feel awful by yourself. Um, Like I'd say I I also put on weight in the pandemic. And like I'm a person who I've had my weight fluctuate a lot within short periods of time. And Mm -hmm. I've struggled with like disordered eating a lot in the past um but I I'm now about a size 12 and I kind of already knew this but I hadn't really experienced it myself for the most part how many brands I cannot shop from that I max out their sizes like I'll try ordering their largest size and it won't even sort of fit and how unbelievably frustrating that is to not be able to get clothes literally and I think it's I agree it's it makes you not want to go shopping for a really really long time I just did not want to shop and you know I just like stuck to my leggings and my oversized shirts because it's like this whole emotional experience it it becomes like like I remember when I had that incident at Aritzia I was like wait I'm I'm so confused like 
I'm a size 16. Like, I'm, I, why isn't this fitting? And then you get frustrated because you want to wear cute clothes. And I'm like, I, it's, yeah, it's confusing to me. And it's so, so frustrating and just like extremely fat phobic. What isn't? I know, really, what isn't? I mean, if you follow my theater TikTok, um, that is like what I talk about on there is that there is just so much like fat phobia in media and entertainment. I mean, there's fat phobia everywhere. Um, but as I've gotten older, wiser, you know, it's <laughs> it's just become so much more apparent to me. And all my life I was sorry, this is really getting into stuff. But all my life I was, you know, like a midsize gal. I was like a size eight, ten. And then as I've gotten older, I've gained some weight. And even like I remember when I was more midsized, it's still being such a confusing ride. It was always like, I can fit this here and I can't fit this there. And it's so funny because now one of my favorite like plus size, extended size um, places to shop is Abercrombie. But when I was younger, and I think most people can agree with this, Abercrombie was like this terrible place for me I always wanted to shop there their skinny little booty shorts never fit me and I was like I just want to be like the rest of the gals and wear a crumbing yeah yeah wow that really that took a a turn that took a long drive I hope you know there's every part of me that wants to word vomit and get so much more into this but we have other things we're gonna talk about today I know so we're gonna hold off I promise you we'll get more into this we're gonna hold off but long story short that's what I'm confused about (laughs) that's fair I am also deeply deeply confused about that I know it is but something I'm not really confused about is um okay I love call her daddy Alex Cooper is like really bossing up in the podcast world I'm gonna be honest I don't really like call her daddy and that's okay and I you know what I think her podcast has evolved a lot I didn't listen to the podcast when it was mainly about like sex and she had her co-host I honestly started listening when all that drama started happening with them and have kind of followed her along and I mean the podcast really has changed it's changed so much that like um last week she had this um life coach on it and I went to Audrey and I was like oh my gosh this life coach is spitting some great shit like literally she was talking about the things that we were you know basing our podcast off of she was like it is a thousand percent normal to get out of college and to be confused and she was like honestly if you're not confused there may be something wrong with you and even the people that you look at and it looks like they have it all together and they know what they're doing. Like I have a lot of friends with like big girl jobs big <laughs> and girl like jobs. apartments and like from the outside perspective, it really seems like they know everything and like have their life together. But if you actually talk to them, they feel just as lost and confused. That same friend argues that I know more what I'm doing. And I'm like, I have a part-time job at Lululemon. You work at a actual financial institute. How am I the one in your head that has their life together? Um, We are almost a full year out of college. Which is terrifying and disgusting. It really is. We have been seeing this last week. A lot of the um, people in the grade below us getting their graduation caps, getting their gowns, getting agents, getting like there's somebody that's working in New York that hasn't even graduated. Yeah, it definitely, I think there's a comfort in being able to say, oh, I just graduated last spring. 
And I, I definitely am not looking forward to saying, oh, I graduated in 2021. That for some reason, being a year out, I feel like it feels really different, at least in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I said this last time that our graduation felt far off and I think it does still feel far off. Um, but seeing the class below us, like post all this stuff, I'm like, oh my goodness, like we've really almost been out of college for a year. And so I think Audrey and I kind of wanted to like narrow in, focus in a little bit on what our lives have been like post-grad because, um, a lot of people, you know, I think even I do this almost every day, we like to try and focus on like success and like the next big thing. And like I just graduated college. Now I need a big girl job, my nine to five or like whatever it may be. But the reality is, is and what this woman on Call Her Daddy was saying is that there is so much confusion in this time for the first time in your life. Like you have full grasp over your life and that's like really scary and it doesn't always look so perfect no I mean like I went to a middle school that went until four and then I would go to dance class and then in high school I went to a high school that class went until six fifteen, and then I'd have rehearsal mm-hmm. and then in college kind of the exact yeah. same thing it's very odd a not having life deeply structured my work schedule is different every single week and not having a plan like I've known what I wanted to do and where I was going for so long mm-hmm. and I don't no and I I'm on the same page think about what I was gonna do once the plan stopped right I mean I think you get out of college and for the first time like personally for me I after college I went right to my first like professional performing job and so that gave me intense amount of structure because it was like you're rehearsing from nine until like four and then you have a break and then you do the show at night so it wasn't really until August that I was like what am I what 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 am I doing and I think for Audrey and I we bonded in the fact that we left our BFA program you know without an agent and yes I had a job but it like was two months and so There isn't like besides us, there is nobody guiding us. So there's nobody bringing us auditions. There's nobody, you know, trying like checking in and being like, hey, you doing that? You doing that? (laughs) So you had a like structured job. Yeah. Summer. I did. What my summer right after graduating was a I came home and uh, immediately spent like two weeks, maybe a little bit longer uh, helping my parents pack up the house that we had lived in my entire life. Wow. Was or, that emotional for you? Yes, but here's the thing. It, like, it had been put on the market, like, a decent amount of time beforehand. Okay. So, like, I... You like, kind of knew. I, yeah. I, I had known, like, it was coming. Um, but I, I did that. That was literally... I just spent two weeks straight up just packing, essentially. Mm. Um, and then once we got moved into where they were temporarily staying, I literally, I think two days later, came down to New York to look at apartments. Wow. Um, on the second or third day, I found my current apartment, sent in an application. I think it took us like a week or two to get everything all sorted out. And then I think a week after I signed my lease, I actually, it was under a le- week because I remember we were like, 
it's getting to be like five days until I'm in theory moving in and not everything has gone through yet. And oh I gosh. was like, Jesus Christ. Um, and then I moved to New York. Uh, and so it was very hectic and like jam packed for a brief amount of time in which yeah. there wasn't really time to sort of like process anything. And then I got here and uh, I worked on getting a job, but like it took a little bit of time for me to get it. And I had a lot of time a by myself because most of my friends hadn't moved yet or they were like busy with like summer stock jobs and I was just kind of alone here and it was very scary in a lot of ways yeah but it definitely like I I feel like I've had a lot of growth in this past year and I think that really sort of started that ball rolling Mm -hmm. of like it just forced me so far out of my comfort zone like Eilison was living in New York alone. Like I don't have a roommate and I just kind of had to figure out what I was going to do. Right. What was the hardest thing? So just a refresher for everyone listening. I'm from New York. Yes. I live 30 minutes outside of the city, but I grew up coming to New York with friends. And so it feels very natural for me to be here. Obviously you lived in mass close to Boston, but what, like, what was the hardest thing about adjusting to New York post-college? I, I was really lucky in the fact that like I did come to New York a lot and I had multiple times where like I would stay here for like a week. Like we have a lot of family friends. I would crash with them. I, I'd spent a decent amount of time in the city. So something that I don't think I had as much, but a lot of my friends experienced was like that sort of we'd all sort of built up like we were all heading for New York and it's kind of this golden place in your head. And then I think it's very easy for it to not live up to the expectation. Mm. I didn't have that aspect as much, um, but I think the biggest shock to me was just how tiring it is to live here and like Mm. one of my friends who moved before me had told me that and I didn't really understand and there's a certain degree of stamina that you need to live here like it doesn't on a regular basis affect me anymore when I first lived here like just being here is kind of exhausting on some level yeah um and it's amazing and wonderful but it's kind of exhausting the city moves fast there's a lot going on like Yes, I come here, but I get to go home to like a suburban house where, you know, you you don't hear any like cars or sirens in the night. It's very, very different. It's a big adjustment, but it's really cool that you were able to do that. And, you know, you're on your other side of it. Both Lori and I were kind of like, you should just move. Like, it's not going to be helpful. And like, I... Think it'll just make you unhappy to stay here mm. and like not in a mean way at all she was just like I think you should just move now I had planned on moving like a month or two later than I ended up did but it yeah was, th- there was nothing really for me at home and so I might as well like start life yeah uh, yeah I feel you know it's super interesting so my living situation is completely different I live with my parents um back in the house that like I grew up up words I live back at home with my parents in the house that I grew up in and it's so interesting it teeters on like sometimes I feel like I'm in high school because I'm in my bedroom that I was in high school it looks exactly the same um and then sometimes it's like my energy is like trying to like fight that you know what I mean 
you know, for the most part, my parents are, I am truly so lucky. My parents are so chill. They understand that I, while I'm their child, I am not in high school anymore. You know, I go do my thing and it's honestly been so great as their child to watch them go and evolve like you know I have two younger brothers and they're in college so to like see them like go on dates and like do their thing I'm like wow my parents are like real people I mean I'm the last of my dad's six kids he's been he's about to turn 70 this year yeah and he's had his first kid at 22 I believe Mm. so he's been raising kids for a very long Mm -hmm. time and they're finally getting to like do whatever the fuck they want. It um, is. It's really it's, cool to see as yeah. like a kid. But it also like makes it so like they're like one of the only connections I have in Marblehead. And they're like off living life, having the time of their life. Yeah. And I am genuinely so happy for them because they are both wonderful and both deserve it. Um, but it just kind of makes there's there's nothing really there for me. Yeah, which is true. And I think it's great that you like made the move and you came here and, you know, For me, even though, you know, I'm living with my parents and sometimes that's just like a whole, you know, you go from having your space in college to like, you know, whatever. It's it's like, you know, we're still here. We're still in New York. I'm still trying to make it happen. And I know for me, once I came back from summer stock in August, I was on that same thing of like, okay, so like what's the job I'm going to be doing and all of that. And it kind of my job ended up falling into my lap. I was going to apply to Lululemon because if you're a music theater major, I almost feel like it's like the stamp of like it's either Aritzia or Lululemon. Yeah, it's like this like not honor. What am I talking about? It's like rite of passage. There we go. It's the rite of passage to like work at one of these places. And so I have a mall in like, you know, the town that I live in nearby. So I was like, I'll just like work there. And then a friend of mine came to me with a nannying opportunity and, you know, I ended up taking it because it was like paying like the same as like a part time job at Lululemon, a little less hours um, and it like would get me up. And honestly, this this is my tip on how to create a routine, you know, post college is and it's probably different for you because your job is constantly changing. So I know you can speak on that if you do have something like my job where it is giving you like all right Monday through Friday these hours are always going to stay the same it has been so helpful look I'm not a morning person but having to get up at 6 7 o'clock every morning so that I can go and take these kids to school has really been so great for me like mentally I'm not sleeping in too late I'm getting up and even if I'm tired like I'm still like trying to get through my day and then I pick them up again from three to five which is a little bit harder because sometimes I'll be like in the middle of doing things and I have to drop all that to like go and babysit but what I will say if you know like you are sort of looking for not a nine to five like you're a creative or whatever nannying is has been a great gig for me and it has given me a lot of structure which has taken some of that uncertainty away post-grad yeah I've definitely I'm I've deeply missed the structure um I I really don't have any consistency in my work schedule I did somewhat kind of build um it in a little bit I've permanently set like my availability that I wasn't available Sunday and Monday um and so Mondays when I have therapy and so I at least always know I basically always have those two days off and occasionally I'll decide to pick up a shift on Sunday but I at least have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, days of the week have kind of lost any meaning to me. 
uh, I jokingly tell people like, yeah, I, people will ask me about like, oh, are you working tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, how do you not know? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm taking it a day at the time. Like before I go to bed at night, I look at the next day and it's, I'm like partially kidding, but I'm mostly not when I'm like, oh, that's what's tomorrow. And that's why if I don't put it in my calendar, I'm not going to show up. A couple times I've double booked myself oh. by accident Oopie. because again, days mean nothing to me. Yeah, it is weird because like being in the structure of school. And the thing is, is I feel like my job, I'm still sort of in the structure of school because you know it is a monday through through monday through friday thing um but i think like i know for me something that's been challenging about routine time scheduling and stuff like that is because i'm a creative so i have these set hours um i think something that i know i need to get better at is like making a schedule for that free time i'm like I've been talking about it in therapy and have I been avoiding it for two months of. (laughs) I literally was talking to her this week and she was like, that's something you want to work on. I was like, I don't want to, but I need to. (laughs) Literally, I feel like I come to my therapy session every week and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know that I need to be scheduling my free time better. I'm definitely going to do it next week. And then I show up again and I literally am like. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, but I seriously do. I seriously do, especially now that we have this podcast and in the last week sort of learning like what sort of content we need to be putting out on a regular basis. You know, I need to start scheduling the time of like, okay, this is when I'm working on podcast stuff. This is when I'm working on TikTok stuff. I'm like, I need to schedule it also in a way to like put it down. Like I'd say it's partially because we just launched this week and like there's a lot of excitement and like nerves, but like I've definitely been a little obsessive with looking at like social media and like the numbers of how many people have listened. A thousand percent. And I like need to structure in a way of like, yeah, again, for like growing the podcast, social media is a part of it that we will have to engage in. And that's so follow just, us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's just part of doing this. Um, but I also need to get better at like setting a limit and not sort of going down that rabbit hole of just spiraling um, because it's very easy to I agree like it's something that we need to do somewhat but like it's really easy to like even if you set a timer start going through TikTok and then like that timer goes off you don't even notice it and then you just keep fucking going yeah I feel like um after the holidays happened is kind of when my life started picking up in the fall I was sort of really just focused on like okay I have this nannying gig you know, doing, practicing some musical theater here and there. I was also really focused on working out. And then once um, the holidays hit and everyone got COVID, the world shut down again for five seconds. Then after, I really picked up on making content, our podcasts, all that stuff. And at the beginning of February, I had like a little mini burnout episode because at the beginning, I was struggling with the social media boundaries. You know, because social media up until this point had always been the like, all right, my day's over. I'm just going to scroll. Whereas now, you know, I'll be scrolling and I'll think of an idea for a TikTok or or whatever. And so I had this mini like burnout episode. And ever since then, I've been really trying to like by seven o'clock at night, like put the work away. You know, I found that watching I love reality TV so much and I found that I really have to be watching like TV if if that's the 
you know, downtime thing I want to do. I have to be watching something that's really going to grab my attention. Inventing Anna is a great suggestion. I just finished watching it. It was so captivating. Um, but also I'm starting to like figure out which types of social media can be that like chill thing for me. Like, I don't know about you. I love watching baby videos. What? <laughs> the face you're giving me right now. What does that mean? Videos of babies like, or videos um, for babies? Do you know the piggies and bunnies girl? No. Audrey, what? I don't have a baby. But okay. The closest <laughs> I think I've gone to this is. Do you know the I- yeet baby? You've mentioned it multiple times okay. to me, and I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what you're talking After about. After this, we're going to go. We're going to go down this hole. I guess, like, I really like uh, like social media mothers that just like you know they have their children and they show their lives because the children are cute. And I think for me, that's like a decompressant. I also love like cleaning TikToks. I don't watch those a ton. They are satisfying though, oh, but they also love. remind me of like, oh hey, you need to clean your bathroom. <laughs> um, I'd say the closest I I mean I've watched baby sensory videos before my friends and I were uh, a bit high one time when we watched baby sensory videos and that was great I haven't watched that no I just <laughs> love I don't know I just love watching like it's so cute this girl is so cute she's like the mom's like do you want piggies or bunnies like pigtails or like little buns and it's just so cute yeah being a nanny it's it's interesting you know I'm interested to see like You know, now that we've started this podcast and um, I'm just interested to see like where the next couple of months go. You know, I mentioned this last episode, but I've, you know, been taking a break from theater for a little bit, just exploring different avenues of myself. And honestly, I think that's what's such a brilliant and great thing about, you know, about being uncertain right now. Like no matter how much it annoys me and I'm like, "Ah, I just wish I knew or had some kind of more concrete like this is what I'm doing. Um, it's also just such a great time to explore yourself. That's the thing is like, as much as there's been a lot of uncertainty and craziness in the last year, and there's a lot of like scary and like not fun things about the first year post-grad. I'd say in this last, like almost a year, I've learned more about myself than I probably did in the 22 years of my life before that. Mm. And that's just partially because I no longer had this structure. I just had myself and I had time. And that time, A, gave me the ability to, like, explore other options for the first time in my life. But it also forced me to actually sit with myself. Like, there's a degree in which, like, in college and everything, you're so busy that you never... And, like, like I had roommates. Like, I was always with someone. And I, I live alone now, which I really love. But I, I had to sit with myself and figure out who I am and what I like and what I care about. And I'm not at a point where like, I really, really genuinely like who I am. Aww, Audrey. Um, and I, I don't think I would have said that a year ago. Yeah. I think, yeah, like I said, I, I think n- even though it's so confusing and uncertain, obviously why we made this podcast, um, it really does give you this beautiful time to sort of, look at your life in a whole new lens and I know that in my toughest times I just like try to remind myself of that and I try to remind myself that I will figure it out and if I if I can't you know tell xyz person that's asking me what I'm doing that I like 
I don't have this like crazy amazing job like that's fine and like if they want to judge me like whatever um but yeah it's been really it's been a year I mean we still have a couple more months and so it's currently March January February March April May (laughs) two months okay so we have two more months like honestly like a month and a half because we graduated in the beginning of May oh my god that's so crazy yeah it is I'm gonna not think about it I'm not gonna think about it but you know what I think you know it was good to like dive into this this year post-grad yeah yeah (laughs) and if any of you out there like I mean I hope (laughs) hope you're a little clueless if you're listening to this but you know what we hope that like our experiences can help you and if you haven't graduated yet if you're in the same spot if you're a couple years post-grad I mean somebody what's it called Co- uh, commented on our TikTok and was like I'm literally three years out and I'm still going through all of this so you are not alone you've got us you've got people out there that you don't even know about yeah basically every person I've spoken to particularly in this first year out but in general we all feel like we don't know what we're doing we don't openly admit to it and we pretend that we kind of do but if you actually talk to people about it, no one feels like they know what they're doing. <laughs> and that's terrifying, but also kind of great. Like, we're all just trying to fucking figure it out, dude. We really are. We're trying to figure it out. Should I write a song about it? No. <laughs> oh, that no. was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not a songwriter. All right, y'all. We will stop <laughs> rambling on and on. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of our podcast. Again, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Completely Fucking Clueless. Rate, review, subscribe, follow along on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we hope you tune in again next week, again, every Tuesday. We're there, baby. We are there every Tuesday. We're your two clueless friends. (laughs) All right, y'all. Go out there and be clueless. Audrey's not sure of that outro yet, but I I love it. I really, I don't like it. I have to be honest. All right. Tell Um, us what we should do for our outro, everyone. If y'all have any ideas. Okay. Bye.